Chuck. Dale. We have seen the top of the mountain, and it is good. <laughs> Episode 65, Peak Hot Ape Summer Escape. We're escaping. The sun is sweltering. The fire hydrants are open. Oh, God. The ape fur is glistening as it tries to wick away the sweat in the the fire hydrant water. Yeah. They have to keep their tender padded ape feet in the uh you know in the hydrant puddles because yeah. the asphalt is blazing hot my uh cat stepped on my toe earlier today mm. at my bare feet and those yeah. pads that was a softer experience than i expected from uh, so gentle yeah it was pleasing to feel those pads yeah. On my I just want to like pads. gnaw on them with the front of my teeth. I just want to. Oh yeah, I was watching Oscar gnaw on his today. It was yeah, it was intense. It's adorable. God, much like a an ape's Planet of the cats. Yeah, my my cat Oscar. I'm obsessed with. I think when we got him around when the last apes movie came out, and there's a character in that that I think Steve Zahn plays an ape, and his mannerisms just look like in that movie are kind of like Oscars, my cats. And uh, mm. ever since then, I, I call Oscar an ape. Like he just seems very ape like to me. Right. Cause Steve Zahn. Yeah. Steve Zahn studying the cat school. He studied the wrong animal. Acting. He did, but he, but he took his knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into the ape and the ape sphere. They're, they're, you know, they're expecting me to come in there and act like an ape, but, I'm going to throw him a curveball. Right. They're not even going to know. I'm not going to tell anyone. Right. I'm Steve Zahn. (laughs) But we're not talking about that. We're talking about Escape from the Planet of the Apes, Dale, from 1971. The second sequel to the the blockbuster movie. And in this, we're going to get into it. I'm not going to tell you. I'm going to say in this, at the bottom of the hour, we're going to talk about... Yeah. Escape from the Planet of the Apes. Thanks, folks, for everybody who's been talking about Hot Ape Summer up until now. The hashtags have been red hot. (laughs) I've been posting left and right, Dale, with that hashtag. I'm posting my hashtag on other people's posts in the comments section. That's that's the energy I'm bringing to the table. Leads them back here to the promised land. We lead them down paths through the forbidden zone to the forbidden zone a lot to talk about before that a lot to talk yeah, about yeah sure yeah you know like what uh, first <laughs> before we forget right off the top yeah you're going to notice in your podcatcher this week's guest artist mm-hmm. ring the bell tj hamilton wow everyone on this show knows who that is yeah, bless you, Tim Hamilton. You have, uh, you're probably, you've probably sent us the most emails per show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's right up there. It's got to be right up there with the marketing team from Burt's Bees. 
who are you know right behind us in terms of like trying to get a hold of us and see if we could do some sort of brand synergy but that's for a, that's a different conversation for another time tim hamilton uh beautiful soul kind enough to donate his time and do this wonderful ape art mm-hmm. for escape mm. from the planet of the apes a movie that he specifically wanted to do the art for if i had to guess it's the very tim hamilton it's it's the one he would lo- he, he would want to draw that seems very appropriate Mm -hmm. his personality find him on instagram find him on twitter google him tj hamilton on instagram i think t money hamilton on twitter Mm -hmm. but find him and track down he's got a gum road he's got a patreon go check him out he's got some great art on his instagram pick up um, uh, an issue of the new yorker there's a good chance he'll have a uh one panel gag in there you know guy's amazing and keep up the letters tim please and thank you we we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We love you. Yeah, the day he stops writing is the day we we wrap this show up, I think. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think it's, you know, he's he's been there since day one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't ask him to. I know. That's what's so lovely. Yeah. About it. And when he, I, I like when he busts in our Discord, too, like. He could yeah. be away for six or seven days, but they busts yeah. right in. Once like, a week. I'm here now. Let's talk. I'm ready to talk. Yeah. Responds to every channel and then leaves. It's great. Yes. <laughs> Guys, you got to get in our Discord. Okay. Yeah, you got to. We just added a... Um, Batandspider.com. We, much to my dismay, we just added, added a collectibles channel uh, on request of mm. one Mr. Cablasto. Right. I mean, I don't have anything against collectibles. I just don't want them near me because, I, I mean, we're talking about toys and stuff. I mean, yeah. I, you don't have time for that. I'll buy, like, I'll buy, like, I have like a Sin City Marv in the electric chair that like vibrates, but right. I bought that like Somewhere. 25 years after it came out because it was like at my local comic shop in a, in a box in the corner. That's right. when I'll buy a collectible. Collectibles are for babies, you know? <laughs> Dale, you and said it. That's, that's I just, you know, that. I'm just, we got to, we got to appease these people somehow in this discord or else they're going to jump ship that's true. and start paying to be in other discords. That's true. That's true. Our discord's free and they're paying to be in other discords. <laughs> okay. That's how bad it is. Paying. So I had to make a collectibles channel for their childish pictures. They could post mm-hmm. uh, um, their baby dolls <laughs> in there. Okay. They're the, but they're the, but we love them, right? That's what, how do I, that's how I bring them back, Chuck. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's it, because I say I love them. Classic, you know, like stepdad maneuver. Right. <laughs> yeah. Tear them down and then offer them the hand of, of uh, forgiveness. Oh, Lord. What else is happening, Dale? Well, I could tell you, Chuck, this past weekend, my buddy Brian Rummel and I, Mm-hmm. Check him out at youtube.com, uh, Brian Rummel. And uh, we had an action movie night. Ooh. We kicked off the night with my brand new 4K disc, mm-hmm. Chuck. Yes. Of Total Recall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Chilling. <laughs> and, you know, as I'm watching this movie, I realize there are people out there who either have not seen Total Recall or... Or ref- refuse, refuse to buy this. Refuse to buy. 
And it was just recently on sale for twelve dollars. Seriously? Mean, wow. Get your monkey paws out there and start typing up on whatever whatever buying platform you're gonna buy mm-hmm. and you get total you owe it to yourselves and us. If you're listening to the show right yeah. now, you owe yourself to get total recall. I mean it's it has to be a part of your DNA for you to 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 engage with this show. It that's right. Bottom I mean, line. Yeah. Right. I mean, imagine not getting jokes about three boobs on one person, right? Yeah. Imagine just imagine, like having that float in front of your face and not knowing what to do with it. Right. I would feel imagine, very bad. Imagine up until, you know, 64 episodes are behind us and everyone, we end the show with, see you at the party, Richter. <laughs> imagine not understanding that. And no, and everybody yeah. too afraid to ask mm-hmm. what it means. Yeah, and did we? I feel like I've talked about the towel that he puts on his head to to suppress the 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 chip in his nose. Yeah, because like cloth. I bought towels like a year or two ago, specifically because they were that same kind of towel, and I was like, "That's the towel from Total Recall. I want that." Heck yeah! Um, the existence of uh, his wife. I can't remember her name. The actress's name. Sharon, Sharon Stone. Stone. Jesus. Sharon Pre- Stone uh, in aerobic gear, but also going punch for punch with Arnie Yeah, in a knockdown drag out fight in a futuristic apartment. I mean, that alone is worth watching that movie. Like even before they get to Mars, there's so much stuff to feast your eyes on. Set an open course for the virgin sea. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's just back it up, Chuck, because when you <laughs> talked about this, okay, yeah. look at me. I'm Richter. Yes. Michael Ironside. Yeah. And we just deprogrammed Doug Hauser, whatever Doug. his name is, Hauser, <laughs> and made him Douglas Quaid, right? Yeah. I'm going to take my main squeeze, my uh-huh. wife, <laughs> yeah. because I'm the, and I'm saying, look, yeah, Sharon Stone, you're with him now, okay? Yeah, you're playing I'll a part. I'll see you, right, you're playing a part, and part of that is trying to tame that that wild stallion with ch- <laughs> the chestnut haunches. <laughs> there were no other- uh, Please stay married to me. No one else in the organization- to give that job to had to be right. his wife he insisted because what he was up for the big promotion if she executed this fully i don't know i don't know maybe we shouldn't question michael ironside because he is just because he doesn't get paid to think imagine trying to convince that guy of anything like one look at that yeah. face and you're just like all right well i'm doing whatever he says yeah like he never even you never see his lips close oh god like every sentence he ends his lips are like pursed open like he's taking a like duck. I'm losing you. <laughs> and his lips are open. He never closes his lips. And then he then he sends his wife off to uh uh to mount the stallion. A la botomy. I love Total Recall because the older I get, mm-hmm. the more I understand it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's not. It's not until you're older. I mean, you, everybody, because I'm speaking for everybody, because everybody's dumb like me. Um, 
it's not until you're older you realize what recall actually is and what what that's doing with your brain and and I mean, obviously, the allure of it is the technology has been mastered so that they're doing it for pleasure for people now. Yeah. And you can like, um, you know, you could basically like just like a la carte pick your perfect vacation and it's in your memory. Like, that's all you need, right? Is your memory yeah. of it's fantastic. The the it's fantastic. I love it. And every even now watching it this past weekend, it was I got more out of it every time I get more out of it. Yeah. Yeah, you're totally right. Because when you're a kid, I feel like you don't really, you're not no. able to grasp those like adult concepts of you have your job, you know, you've sort of, you've got it, you're on a trajectory in your life now. And, you know, mm-hmm. and the idea of like going to a company who can like <laughs> make your wildest dreams come true, uh, like being a, a super agent on Mars, um, yeah, saving the planet or whatever. Um, yeah. How about the all the ultra violence in that? That that scene, the shootout scene when they get to Mars, like on the escalator and stuff, just the amount of um civilians that are just <laughs> mowed down. I remember being yeah. like equally in awe and shocked as by that as a kid. Yeah. More in awe because yeah. I was just like, this is amazing. Like I can't believe it's I'm hyper. watching this. It's insane. Yeah. Cartoon levels of violence. Like it's and, awesome. And and then when they get to when they do get to Mars and they're in the um you know the customs area yeah and Arnold's oh. dressed up like that woman oh and my everybody god everybody just start everybody starts shooting willy nilly and and burst the glass right yeah so then you're getting civilians just sucked out into the planet's <laughs> atmosphere <laughs> yes. and the only thing that stops it is a manual button <laughs> where you can close the doors yeah like what if everybody sucked out of the room you're not. There's nothing you can do. God. Like, luckily, that one cop had the wherewithal to hold on for his dear life so he could slam his fist down onto the doors to, to close the... Uh, the amount of times people get sucked out of uh, mm-hmm. windows in that, the vacuum of Earth's or Mars's atmosphere. It's terrible to think about. It's too much. Mm-hmm. It's happening too much, I gotta say. If I just had the balls... To like cosplay as Coado, like walk around with my big belly hanging God. out, but you know, with like a doll's head. Yeah. How, would I would just probably be getting all of it, right? I would just be getting all the attention, <laughs> then I would I would hate it, but still. Oh yeah, no, at a convention, if you pull that off well, people would Yeah. God, if you could have little little triggers that move his hands too. Oh, God. those little cute little baby doll hands. Oh my God. You imagine the amount of pictures you'd be in? Mm-hmm. It'd be all over Flickr, Dale. And I I would like roll my eyes back up into my head and like move my <laughs> mouth around. Like 40 times uh, a day. 40 times. <laughs> Probably more. Oh, man. Getting my picture next to Harley Quinn's floral. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyway, get your... Just like if you haven't ordered... Total Recall since I started buying <laughs> recap what, of what me watching even doing here. Streaming streaming's okay, but it's you know, from what the experts tell me, having the disc, <laughs> there's right. no exper- there's no uh, uh uh there's no comparison. Right. 
Less compression. You, you're better off. You're best off not going to like DVD.com and, and seeing the comments. How oh, this transfer is not better than the <laughs> Anchor Bay transfer or the Scream Factory transfer. Don't oh, you can't God. pay attention to it. Just know that it says 4K and it's the best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then you know to follow up. I, you know I'm not going to say talk as impassioned because we're running out of tape. But mm-hmm. we followed up with Demolition Man. Wow. I don't Not think 4K. I don't think I've seen this since the theaters, Dale. Honestly, oh my god! I would if I like. I just almost you can't see Chuck because it's down below. But I just like the front of my chair. I just cracked the chair be- that are beneath my two knees because I my legs just clenched up so hard because you haven't seen, and the thought of you being able to see it again. I know. Like I almost broke my chair in half. <laughs> With my muscular legs. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta see it again. It, it's been too long. Mm-hmm. There's no 4K of that, so God willing. Yeah. The uh, the rumor mill over at DVD.com. Oh, yeah? Is it on the rumor mill? I don't, I don't go to DVD.com. I couldn't no, tell you, but I'm just hoping. Yeah. Don't go there because you'll read about how terrible the Terminator 2 4K disc transfer is. And you'll, it'll be impossible for you to enjoy watching that disc. It'll be impossible because yeah. you'll just have right. it, a little voice in the back of your head saying, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Because, because quote, Cameron's too busy making those Smurf movies, unquote. <laughs> I mean, apparently that's true. He's, he, he's just dragging his feet, like on the abyss. The abyss has been apparently been waiting for his approval. Uh, it's like scanned, all ready to go, cleaned up, mm-hmm. uh, and he's just. I'm busy, busy guy. Sorry, sorry. You have to watch the uh, the abyss in 720p. I'm sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like I'm too, I'm watching it through a glass of milk, Dale. That's what it feels like. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm I'm over here spending ten years to, uh, putting a human nose on Sigourney's avatar <laughs> because that's what was in her rider yeah. when she signed on for these movies. You see, you see that that see if Cameron was in charge of uh, Beneath the Planet of the Apes, he would have gotten Orson Welles in there. He was like, "All right, Orson, yeah. right? No mask for you. We'll make it work because we'll make it work. We need you in this because you would be, you're the right person for the job, bar none. Yeah." Let's get Sigourney in a, in, in, in in camp counselor cargo shorts and a human nose. <laughs> the only one, the only human nose on a, on an avatar. The species. Do you think her like the people in her life call her Sig or Siggy? Mm, yeah, that's a good question because it Sigourney would be getting tiring, right? Like you're trying to talk to her. Yeah, you know, you're calling her from the you know from the next room, Sig. What does everybody else think out there? We, uh, you just write us in, right? I can't even plug the show correctly. <laughs> you a, see how natural I tried to make that? It's bad. And sh- yeah, no, I saw it and I, and yeah, I know. And look at you. You're, a, you're, you're I'm a mess. You're a mess. <laughs> I didn't want to say it out loud. I felt I'm a mess. Uh, what is it? Batten, batten spider pod at gmail.com. That's that what it? it is. You're right. Thank you. I don't think I've ever spoken that out loud on the show. That's your job. <laughs> oh my god! I've conveniently avoided you. saying anything like that. <laughs> right. The less people know about this, the better. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right, Chuck. Yeah. 
Exactly. Uh, Dale, I speaking about things, movies I haven't yeah. watched in a long ass time, and maybe I've never even seen all of. Oh, because it's 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 the the these two movies are you know they 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 fall under that s- played so much on TV as kids that you just it's more like watching through osmosis than actually like hey I'm gonna sit down and watch this whole movie. Yeah, it's just right. always there. It's always around. You get bits and pieces. We watched in our household, we watched The Karate Kid Part 1 and Part 2. You went for 2 as well. Yeah. And I got to wow. say, I both of them blew me away. I I was not really expecting too much. But these are great movies. Yeah. Um the director John Avildsen, he the studio basically asked him because he was the director of Rocky and they were like, we want you to make us a Rocky basically. So he set out, found a screenwriter in um, Robert Mark Kamen, who put a lot of autobiographical elements. He was a, he got beat up by a bunch of bullies after the 1964 world's fair and found a teacher uh, in karate, a sensei. I think a Japanese guy who didn't speak any English, but he still trained young Mark Kamen. Uh, yeah, and it also they, I guess they also the producer optioned a a news article <laughs> about a kid who was getting beat up by bullies and learned a martial arts and improved his life that way. Damn. Um. Yeah, I had no idea there was so much sort of like taking from real life put into the Karate Kid. And Ralph yeah. Macchio, this guy. That guy was like 23 in the first movie. That blew me away. When I found that yeah. out, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Because I was reading about the Karate Kid Part 3 and how his love interest, the actress was like 16 at the time. And they're like, Jesus Christ. They're like, we can't, <laughs> we can't have her be a love interest. So they, they changed them to just being friends. Because he was like 27 by then. My God. Playing the Karate Kid. <laughs> but he looks, he looks, he was, a, I don't know, maybe he was a late bloomer. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, just he's one still, of those still waiting. guys, you know? And that's a, that's a, he's still waiting. No. Because he in the, you see him in uh, My Cousin Vinny not too much longer. And he's like, he's like. Oh, a, yeah, you're right. He's beefed up there. Okay, yeah, you win. Right? If I'm, I mean, yeah, yeah that's, that's my memory, but. But Dale, the Karate Kid is just great. I mean, <sighs> yeah, it's feel good. You know, you file it under like '80s kind of like, uh, you know, you just t- kind of tired of it. But man, you sit down and watch these movies; they're really heartfelt. And I was not, I wasn't prepared for like, for this scene when Daniel comes over to Mr. Miyagi's house and Mr. Miyagi, who up to this point has just been the perfect like like sensei perfect role model for daniel um always knows the right thing to say mm-hmm. he's not he's not he doesn't use his martial arts for for fighting unless he's forced to right. uh he's a good man but daniel comes over to find him in his uh military coat drunk out yeah. of his mind looking at the letters uh, about his wife and unborn child, um, or no, his wife dying during childbirth, 
while they were yeah. in an intern- internment camp while he was off fighting for uh, America mm. in World War II. And and like Daniel like picking him up and putting him in bed and like sort of like going through his boxes of medals and stuff and it killed me Dale like I was I couldn't believe they put this in here it, I know because it, it was like it was like humanizing him but it wasn't like Daniel wasn't disappointed you know like he wasn't like shocked like oh my god you know it was like watching two you know. Th- two great friends and and it was like yeah. well i'm gonna take care of this this guy's shown me nothing but love you know he's basically my best friend you know i get yeah. beat up every day <laughs> I know, right? uh, by bullies and stuff and this guy has just like been nothing but caring and sweet and nice to me and is showing me how to be a man and he's just like i know no i love this guy i'm gonna take care of him put him in bed you know which, which that goes, I mean, go, to go back to the Total Recall talk, that's, that scene, you don't really fully grasp until you're older. What scene? Which is the, where he's talking about him fighting for America while his wife is in an internment camp. Like when you're a kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. You don't get you that. You don't know anything about no. that. So like the gravity of that is like the, when you watch it nowadays, you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ, you know, like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, and then, you know, the crane kick, you know, he beats the bully at the end. It's just, it's fantastic. It feels yeah. so good to watch that movie. I love it. That's cool, man, that you actually, yeah. like, sat down and, and put in the time. I did that probably a year ago around this time or so, and I just remember, I mean, the love and devotion from Elizabeth Shue. <laughs> like, she was all about <laughs> Daniel. Yeah. No matter what, he, everybody was so worried about him coming from the poor side of the tracks and stuff like that. But she was all about him. She, she gave herself to him wholeheartedly and, uh, you know, nobody, not even him believed. Yeah. And he was like, there's that, like in the arcade, he's such a shithead to her. And you're just like, yeah, Daniel, pull your head out of your ass. He's playing up to the role that the best friend wants him to be the jerk, you know, poor (laughs) asshole, you know, but she, I mean, she was totally in, yeah. The beanpole kid. That's what they should call it. The beanpole kid. <laughs> it was a skinny dude. Yeah, man. There's wrists. God. <laughs> Chuck, we got to get into this hot ape summer talk or summer's going to pass us by. I know. Let's talk about a little movie called Escape from the Planet of the Apes from 1971. Welcome, gentlemen, to the United States. Shocker. The Earth in the in the future blew up, but not before Zira, Cornelius, and Dr. Milo managed to get Taylor's ship working, blast off, go through the wormhole, the messed up time thing in space, come back to present day Earth, land right in Malibu. Outside of Los Angeles there. Uh, Be scooped up by the military. Be pretty much welcomed with uh, some caution. Turned into uh, huge celebrities. And then hunted down. Mm. (laughs) Uh, 
once they realize what happens uh, to the Earth in the future. Once the once once the current uh, U.S. government finds out what happens um, in uh, the, the future of the Earth, things get bad. Yeah. And that's basically Escape from uh, Planet of the Apes. There. Yeah. This is a. It's a strange quality. It's a strange type of movie. It is. It feels like almost a TV movie at points, especially the first half. It feels so goofy and irreverent and like, like they're really playing up this fish out of water thing, you know, but then it gets dark. It's almost, it, it's, it's almost got that same switch as the last one where it's like two movies <laughs> smushed together. The second half, I mean, maybe this is a running theme throughout this episode, episode 65, but you know, once you guys, once you grasp the, what the government is attempting to do and what you see in the final scenes is so heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like what 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 the hell did, you know, a uh, a dress up montage like this it, is the same movie involving the same oh, apes. Yeah. It's like, oh, the ending of the last one we destroyed earth in a nuclear holoc- uh, nuclear uh, doomsday situation how do we top that yeah oh uh, we'll get we'll just get really personal and we'll don't worry guys uh what we have in mind will make you want to slit your throats <laughs> <laughs> yes completely oh my gosh even more so than uh the earth being blown up because that's such a that's such an abstract uh, idea that it's like hard for us to even grasp how horrible that is. But yeah, what we've got in store for the ending of Escape, <laughs> you guys, uh, whew, you're not ready. You're not ready. No. <laughs> and what what's so I don't know what's so affecting. What's affecting is you know it's almost like a palindrome of the first film, right? These these um, monk these chimpanzees are found to be quite extraordinary and unlike anything the human race has ever seen before and you know they're going to try to pick them apart and and make make them into celebrity because of their intelligence and they won over the people you know yeah um whereas in the first movie taylor is met with uh barbarianism and and just like the worst kind of opinion about the human race based on the lawgiver's religion and and everything else but it's sort of palindromic in a way that we put them through the same trials but cornelius and zira are so lovable at this point yeah that you don't want anything bad to happen to them so when they they put them on world tour and they they show they show them the sights and they offer let them offer their opinions about things it's like (laughs) uh damn and then you got stupid Victor Newman from Young and the Restless. Is that Otto? The Dr. Otto? Yeah, Dr. Otto. Man, that guy. God damn. Basically, uh, I mean, it's like a Nazi. He's like, it's got to be like yeah. a Nazi war criminal that got hired by the CIA or something. <laughs> yeah, 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 right? Because that's his first that's, inclination. That's yeah, that's the energy one. that he was given off for sure. Um, Yeah, sidebar, that guy. Best performance in the movie. I mean, except maybe Ricardo Maltaban's just like natural uh, charm. But hit, but that guy, Otto, 
he was he was terrifying because he had this look on his face the whole time that it was like like if you didn't know him you'd be like i have no idea what that guy's thinking mm-hmm. um right and half the first half you and it's, it, it, his interactions with them are, are nice yeah like they're cautious like they're nice and pleasant yeah they're but, cautious I mean, you yeah can, but he really he 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 had such a subtle like performance in there and i was like really like wow this is like (laughs) this is far and above what this movie is probably called for we should talk about the thing that i think this movie is most famous for which is the (laughs) the shopping montage of the apes in early 70s los angeles you know like getting a the government puts them up in the nicest hotel in town uh which is just i mean to our modern eyes just looks insanely hideous uh the decorations in that that oh room are gosh. just insane <laughs> dude holy crap oh wow and i mean even oh. the clothing when when zero's at the like dress shopping and the models are coming out just like yeah it's it's nuts a product of its time yeah yeah <laughs> i mean because it was boo. <laughs> but it is it's it's wild it it feels i i guess that all that stuff is like very it um it 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 ventures so much into like irreverency. Like it almost feels like, wait, are we watching like a comedy here? Like is are right. the Smothers Brothers going to pop out of a, uh, the mirror or something? Like what's going on? <laughs> it's really yeah, strange. It's, yeah. It's weird that it's just become like this. It's like self recognized that it's pop culture now or something like yeah. these apes are part of pop culture. So now it's like they're playing up to it a little bit. And it takes away from the gravity. And what, but what, what I gotta say about the rest of the movie is it doesn't shy away from like the, the wacky, serious topics that, you know, it yeah. ultimately tackles, even though, you know, this made for TV ness. And which is funny because Jerry Goldsmith does the score for this and it's super just like, 1975 music i know and i guess i guess like, maybe what because happened what happened yeah, it's jerry like, <laughs> it's like so forgettable maybe but maybe because they're in this garbage hotel yeah. with you know uh carpeted walls and whatever else yeah maybe kind of a tough spot i guess for him he's probably like yeah, yeah. man i i turned down the last one which maybe was a mistake i didn't know it was going to be successful yeah i'll come back this time and then he has to do music for uh, shopping montages. He's like, oh. <laughs> yes, right. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. No. Where's the courtroom drama? Where's the, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, there's the tension. But this does have, it doesn't shy away from the courtroom drama. It's not a courtroom, but they do have like a, a presidential commission that we spend a lot of time in um, with these people on this commission. Basically just, I mean, this is the kind of stuff that you like, like I would. If I was writing this movie, I would not, I would put mm-hmm. a very small amount in because it's like. It's talking know, head. Yeah. You know, you're scenes. like l- just important, big, you know, men talking about uh, big ideas of the implications of this, of them coming here. <laughs> um, and it's just too on the nose, but, but that's the, that I think that's part of the charm. I mean, that's like, like the courtroom part in the, in the first movie is very much like that. It's, it's. Mm-hmm sort of arguing the ideas of uh, what what does yeah. this mean for us in our society. Um, which I, which yeah. I, I have to appreciate even to this, even in this movie with all the other wacky, yeah. silly scenes, it doesn't, 
Like, it still takes that head on and, and makes that the core of the movie itself. There's, like, major, major minutes are devoted to serious conversations about, you know, such an absurd reality. But yeah. still, it takes it in the only way it, it could, really. And it helps to have the head of the commission be Clark Griswold's dad from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> That's who that is. <laughs> Damn, I knew that was somebody. Uh, yeah, and we get, like... There's a bunch of scenes with the president of the United States. We get all his thoughts and uh, though he's sort of like a, I mean, talk about a ineffective president who has no opinions. He's just. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's, I've, I've picked my experts. Defer to them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's all it was. He's like, yeah. he phones it in. He's not even, he doesn't even fly out to California to meet the apes. <laughs> he's like, I'll be here in DC if you need anything. It is weird. They kept the apes there and didn't fly them like. To somewhere, yeah. like, somewhere. I mean, I guess they do move them to that military base then once <laughs> yeah. Once Otto gets his greasy hands on the situation. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. it's, like, the whole beginning, like, once that happens, I'm like, okay, this is what would really happen <laughs> if talking monkeys landed from a spaceship. Like, when they, when they get to that, like, secret Guantanamo Bay basically thing and they're yep. interrogated. Yeah. To me, that's like what would actually happen. And all the stuff, all the goofy stuff before it was like a nice dream, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think it works for this because it's like, it's a good like journey where you start off like, oh, see, us humans aren't so bad. And we, we like, it. they just take longer to get there in this, like right. for us to show our true destructive colors <laughs> of what we right. would probably do in this situation. Whereas the, whereas Ape Society in the first one, they've they've uh lived their lives based on principles and learning from the mistakes yeah. of the humans that came before them and the er- their early ancestors so they don't have they don't put thought into it they act quickly they you know round up these humans yep. that could potentially cause trouble and they they and even though they, they're being misled by the leaders the leaders know that men <laughs> right. basically almost destroyed the world so so let's not let any let's not F think, around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. Like let's just yes, yeah, just train them that they're dangerous and, and yeah. whatever. Yeah. I love it. I love that even now, you know, assumedly ape apes in nineteen seventy five are a part of the pop culture, mm-hmm. but it's still like at its core, this sci fi debate kind of movie. Where they talk about serious, you know, serious issues in terms of ape, the, a yeah. race of apes, and, um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, there's a little bit more chic and goofiness thrown in with the uh, the the whole middle sequence where you know Zira shows up at the uh, the women's club and you know it's like <laughs> yeah. it's all that, but yeah, yeah, you know they had to fill the movie with something because otherwise it would be all courtroom um, Victor Newman trying to convince the world that he needs to shoot a baby baby chimpanzee oh, god how about uh how about before we get off this part of the movie how about um them taking cornelius to a, a boxing match because they're like oh he's the male uh ape he's gonna enjoy yeah, yeah. a boxing match <laughs> and cornelius <laughs> like they show him in the crowd all the other guys are like standing cheering watching these 
the boxers pummel each other and Cornelius is just like appalled by the brutality. He's just, he just doesn't understand it. <laughs> yeah. He is so, so bored out of his mind. He's so great. Like, it's just, yeah. Yeah. I, that's the other cool thing about this is that this is, I mean, this is fully Zira and Cornelius's movie. Like it, they are the stars of this, which is mm-hmm. really uh, actually awesome. Um, that especially from the last one where you feel like the apes were sort of sidelined a little bit and was more of a, a man and mutant story. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is all like Cornelius and Zira. Oh, and poor Dr. Milo who gets fucking mauled by a, a man in an ape suit. I mean, didn't, didn't anyone remember when Richard Zanuck said, Hey, you need to convince me with this ape makeup because putting men in ape suits is just going to make people laugh. And by movie right. number three, when they need an actual gorilla, they put a man in an ape suit, a bad ape suit where you can like see the skin around his eyes. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and it's just like, it's like, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was an affront. <laughs> what is happening here? And this then is they so took, weird. <laughs> and also with the stuffed gorilla in the museum. Oh, what was that supposed to be? That was like something that you would see at like cryptozoology you know, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It was like a yeti or something. That was not a gorilla <laughs> by any means. Anybody could have told you. If that thing exists, I need someone to write this show and tell me because I I have not right. I'm not aware of it. That's something you see at, uh, you know, one of those shitty Ripley's Believe It or Not museums that, you know, they call it, yes. you know, something, the bear ape or <laughs> yeah, yeah. rumor has it the bear ape owned the countryside. Uh, the jackal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, how do, they, Shout there's, out to Dave there's a third chimp with them when they land, Dr. Milo, played by Sal Minio, who gets, um, poor guy, like, I don't yeah. know, what, 10 minutes into the movie, he gets... Uh, choked to death by that gorilla. <laughs> Did you read about that guy? Real life? Salminia. So I know he's from um, Rebel Without a Cause. He's fantastic in that. But I did I did look at his Wikipedia and I saw cause of death, yeah. murdered, stab wound to the heart. That's terrible. I don't know why they're Poor so guy. specific about that. But how did, do you know about this? What happened? Yeah, he was, uh, he was parking his car uh, under the carport of his apartment and he was like the 10th robbery victim of the evening by this one guy and the, the guy stabbed him just stabbed him that's it god damn yeah and he was 37 yeah it's a shame i mean i just immediately like googled him when i when i saw him on the screen oh and um, he was uh oh he he in an interview, Sal Minio talked about his bisexuality and he was in a six-year relationship with a, a male actor when he died. Because like when you watch when I watch um when I watch Rebel Without a Cause recently, his character in that, it's like there's heavy overtones that uh he's probably like he's playing like a you know, a gay teenager who mm. doesn't know it or you know, he's like he's sort of like uh, wrestling with these feelings. Cause you can tell he has like a huge um, crush on, um, on uh, James Dean in the movie. I mean like, you know, the characters. Um, yeah. So that's interesting. I, 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 that's, that's, I had no idea he was, yeah. he was bi. That's cool. It sucks. He died. Ugh. 
That's horrible. Uh, so Zero's pregnant in this. Yeah, that's the big thing, right? Go on. Right. Zero's pregnant in this movie and she's pregnant with child in human society in 1975. So they have to navigate those waters and Dr. Otto finds out that, you know, potentially this child of two high IQ apes from a different civilization could, you know, potentially start a snowball effect of, you know, smart apes. Yeah, how how clear are they on this? Because I I was trying to remember. Does does Otto does he does he vocalize that that he thinks this is how it's going to happen? He does vocalize okay. it because he through various ways of getting Zero to talk. Yeah, I know. Wine and creepy sodium pentha- penthol. Yeah, the, uh, you know he he hears her story and then. Yeah, so he like Here's, he f- finds out she was like a she she was a psychologist who experimented on humans like they were animals. So that was like the first red flag where he's like, "Wait, these they're monsters. They're they're so nice, but they're monsters." You know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> never looking at you know, never uh, self reflecting on what man does to animals. Um, but they do. I mean, they do c- kind was, of voice that in this though. But yeah, but Otto is not thinking like Otto. That. <laughs> Otto was not. Yeah. But I, I did like that he was perfectly believed that they could be from the future. He liked yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the committee was like, you know, this is not unlike what man does to animals now. So, you know, I always loved that there was, they kept everything in mind and it wasn't just crazy assumptions. You know, they 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 looked inward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's like. God, I wish humans were actually like this. I mean, it's like a fairy tale, basically, the way that committee, that government committee worked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it takes this shift where Otto sort of like convinces the committee that the apes maybe have been lying. They've been, you know, kind of leaving some stuff out. Uh, maybe they know more about the future than they're letting on um, to sort of save their own skin. So they kind of give out of the power to question them further. And so he takes them up to this military base, Guantanamo Bay situation. And like we talked about, like, uh, like giving Kira, uh, the truth serum. I'm never going to pronounce that out loud. You can, if you want sodium, pen, pen. <laughs> like that, that stuff. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's, it's, it's a heartbreaking sort of scene because especially when they separate them and you want like Cornelius's face when they make him leave the room and they make they make their like super sympathetic um vet who's been with them who's been like sort of their 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 guiding force through the the world of man yeah they make him uh give her the the shot (laughs) it's it's pretty hard it's heartbreaking be good enough to administer this to the female why what is it sodium pentothal one half gram, I be. Uh, Dr. Hessenheim, I'm an animal psychologist. And a qualified vet, Dr. Dixon. You have the commission's authority. And that of the president? Please. It is. Um, just because that, you know, that relationship that the vet, Lewis, I think was his name, Lewis and the apes, like, formed over the movie. Yeah. And Lewis is, like, with one jab. And even Zira's like, you know, I know you got to do it. I would have done the same thing. So she's even like on board with it, but still. Yeah. But it feels but, like crap. Yeah. And then once they get more information out of her about the future, then they, um, the apes basically know, all right, 
this is going bad. We got to get out of this situation. Like they're, it's probably not going to end well. So mm-hmm. we either got to escape or something. So with the help of Lewis and another vet, they, they escape uh, accidentally killing <laughs> like an orderly or a nurse or something there, uh, yeah. which I mean, I guess they needed it in there to like really make them make it like more urgent that they're going to be hunted down because they just, they just killed a man. A man so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So the rest of it is them on the run. So they're like hiding in the hills. Uh, they get to, a like an abandoned ship, like a, is it like a battleship or something? Yeah. It's like an old battleship that's been yeah. docked for decades, probably. Which like, it was like equally like a total random set piece. Like they were probably just like, Oh cool. It's like a, a ship graveyard like why don't we just set it here but like there's no yeah. reason for it to yeah, be set no, there. there's, yeah you're right there's absolutely no reason just the fact that they have like run of the place yeah 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 it was probably cheap. and it's not a desert <laughs> yeah um but yeah and it's and then it's just like basically Otto, who has a a bloodlust like he he's like he has all the info he needs and then them killing that guy was the cherry on top he's He's prepared to kill them, even though the government isn't necessarily on board with that. Uh, he sees it as permission. So, mm-hmm. so now it's like, oh, and there's this whole, I forgot about the whole circus thing. Jesus Christ. They crammed a lot in here. They did. <laughs> they also like, after they escape, they hang out with Ricardo Montalban in his circus for a little bit, uh, where Zira is able to give birth. Um in somewhat comfortable circumstances and and has her little chimp baby. Um, yeah. And, uh, but they know, they know Otto and the, and the goons are on their way. So they kind of, like their plan was to hang out with the circus and then leave town and set up shop in the Everglades. Which I also question like, like Florida is not like, like you're not going to like uh, Alaska when you go to Florida. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like they made it seem like, oh, you'll be able to set up a colony and start an ape colony. It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, right. Like, what are the chances of the, yeah. they don't become, you know, cryptozoologists, cryptozoological yeah. and the, sightings? Like the, the amount of guys on those like hovercraft, like shooting yeah. alligators or whatever in the Everglades, like yeah. they're going to find you. It's oh, yeah, it's it's given. <laughs> I don't think there's any part of the Everglades that hasn't been touched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they got to go on the run. They end up on that ship, and it, it you know Otto Otto finds them eventually, and then the government is closing down. Zira, I want that baby. If you won't give it to me, I'll shoot. And Dale, it, it's it's rough, man. I mean, Cornelius gets a gun, and another insane scene before they leave. Cornelius asked Lois, he's like, look, uh, just in case we don't make it, can you give us something so that we can kill ourselves before we get killed by uh, God you damn. man monsters? And he he gives, uh, Lewis is like, well, yeah, I actually thought of that. Here's a handgun. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this specifically so you could commit suicide if you had to. Yeah. I wish there was a scene of him like leaving his house and like. Just stopping, thinking, mm, I better grab that handgun. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> in case they, they might need, need to it. commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, heavy, heavy. Yeah, and it gets heavy, Dale. This ending, how, were you shocked? 
I mean, I know I we've seen these, this before, but it's still it's still fucking shocking. No, oh. I I did not grasp. I did not remember the ending to this movie. I I I only remember when I was when I first watched it when I was twenty. I just remember the wacky parts. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. So I forgot how bad it is, and the standoff happens. Zira gets shot. She's like, you know, shot in the ribs or something, but she's, yeah. you know, she's going to bleed out. So Cornelius is able to shoot Otto, but then well, a sniper gets Cornelius. Well, well, hang on. Oh, Otto shoots yeah, right. Zira. <laughs> Zira drops the baby. Yeah. God. And then Otto just shoots that baby. Like the baby's covered in a blanket, but like it's like right. a clear shot of bullets going into that blanket. And you're like, oh my God. It's, oh. And from at that point, you're just like that baby has to be hidden in a in the ship somewhere, right? Yeah, you're just like there's no way they just showed a man kill this baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and Ugh. that up until I mean, a man kills the ba- ape baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It happens. A man kills an ape baby. Yeah, that's what you know. It's it was just brute. It was brutal. Yeah, brutal. Cornelius. Brutal. Gets his revenge immediately, kills Otto, but then the uh, but then the army gunmen kill Cornelius, and then Zira's alive for a little bit, I think, and crawls over. On t- mm-hmm. she throws her baby body in the water, which <laughs> was like, I mean, that baby was super uh, uh, floatable. <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, not the right that word. Baby but... was buoyant. <laughs> buoyant. Yeah. yeah, it looked silly. I'm sure she wanted that baby to sink. Yeah, but it was something. like she threw in like the styrofoam from her TV. She got yeah. packed in the water. Yeah. Um, and just like crawls on top of a dead Cornelius. It's like, oh my God. And then I get, you know, we don't see her die, but we assume. Yeah, Ooh. we don't see her die, but they die together. Uh, you know, yeah. it's just like, oh my God, man. And like, can you imagine the- if they ended the movie there? Like, I would have been, oh, I would have been cheering probably. <laughs> Because it's yeah. so, it's so intense. Um, it would have been the most intense of the three endings <laughs> yeah. so far, but all three end in some sort of. Yeah, yeah. But know. this one is, so, but but it's so personal because it's like, like at the end of the first one, we don't, Taylor doesn't die. Um, right. He dies in the second one, by the, but by then it's like, I mean, the idea of it, the planet being blown up, it's too abstract that for, you know, it's shocking, but it's not it's not a personal death anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. cause they just like fade to white and <laughs> tell you the earth blow up. But in this one, man, you see your lovable ape family get mowed down and it, it's, it's rough. Oh, it's so rough. Um, but, but yeah, but they, uh, psh, Dale, we got to get more movies out of this. So cut right. to Ricardo Montalban setting up, uh, cleaning up his circus. And, um, he turns around as a uh, one of the cars rolls up behind him, a, ca- a cage car with a little baby chimp in it, and it says "Mama." It starts talking, Dale. Yeah, it starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> My so God! At some point, there was a switcheroo. Um, which, which I, I mean, mean, I I knew it happened. Like as soon as it happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's happening right now." Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, okay. I didn't know what happened, but it's like, if that's the best, 
If that's the best possible outcome, Zira still switched her baby with this other mother's baby. I mean, this other mother is an ape yeah. that can't speak, but still, like. I mean, that's, yeah, that's total, like, uh, ape supremacy there. That's like, my life is more important than Yeah, and I was just like. <laughs> my baby's oh, life man. is more important than your baby's life, basically. I know. Yeah, there's, that's uh, that's some something they did not grapple with in this one. <laughs> yeah, that, and that was just like weighed on my shoulders. Like, yeah. God damn, yeah. that's. <laughs> but there's no matter what you look at, how you look at it, it's bad no matter what. So, yeah. But I mean, the pressure was on. I mean, it's, you know, they were going to, the government was going to basically abort their baby. Um, that was the other thing that was yeah the pressure on them to run. Um, yeah, because that was a very real part of the conversation. Like, yeah. Killing the baby before it's born. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck. Um, but yeah, Woo. man, what an ending. Yeah. It's, it's just, uh, I, you it, know, I don't know. It's goddamn. These movies, they're, you know, they're entertaining. They're no matter how like kind of goofy they are. Like, yeah, I don't know. They, they it's, do something. <laughs> they do. Even up until number three, when I just thought it was just like a sequel machine. Yeah. Yeah. At this point. And it's also like you you don't expect much from this one because it's like uh the the budget's cut again and clearly they didn't want to pay the money to have hundreds of apes so yeah all, now right. they only need two or three ape costumes because we're setting it in modern day and we can just shoot mm-hmm. in present day LA much easier which is like a bummer like it's a bummer for me who's like I want more ape action right. I want a you planet want- of apes god damn it but Right, you want, but it worked. You know, they they made it. They made it interesting, and they did, especially that ending. Like, it it gets me every time. <laughs> mm. It's still a shocker. We got any feedback, Dale, from the old feedbox? I'm I'm just opening up the old uh, the old box now. Bat and Spider Pod at Gmail dot com. How did you feel about Escape from the Planet of the Apes? Hashtag Hot Ape Summer. But uh, send us an email. Send us a voicemail. Bat, bat and Spider... Fuck me. You gotta bat and Spider pod at gmail.com. And, of course, the Bat and Spider hotline. Official, mind you. Mm-hmm. 315-544-0966. Dale, I got a copy of uh, Rock and Roll High School soundtrack on <gasps> compact cassette today in the mail. Yes. Very excited about it. Fantastic. Oh, here, this has that warning we talked about weeks ago. Blank tape at end of side two is necessary to duplicate the sequence of the LP. First up, it's from friend of the show, Pop Fenton. Pop, 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 pop. Hot ape summer mail. It only took me three films to stop being a lazy bum and reach out about the event of the summer. What a third movie it was, though. This one really did a bang-up job of humanizing, apizing the ape characters and making the humans pretty repugnant. And how about that Woody Harrelson performance? My God. Anyway, love the show. Zira and Kim Hunter forever. Yeah. Yeah. Zira is the, you know, she's the heart and soul. Yeah. Especially she in just this movie. Gets, she gets so... St- 
stupid and cute. Like uh, every movie, she just manages to outcute herself again. Like with, mm-hmm. you know, she's enamored with humans, and then she starts drinking grape juice plus. So this is the only thing <laughs> you yeah. could call it. <laughs> then they use it to a detriment. They're just like, let's get her liquored up. So she starts yeah. spilling her guts. And she's pregnant. He knew it, she was pregnant. I mean, this is the early seventies, but I'm pretty sure they frowned oh. upon drinking, right? <laughs> yeah, I because about that because he's like, "Oh, yeah. I won't smoke in front of you." Right, but you but can... I think I think wine is even even still. Some oh, really? Folks are like, "Yeah, a glass of wine is okay." When oh, you're okay, pregnant, never mind. Which is, but I don't. I don't look at me. Look at me being the uh, alcohol yeah. Nazi over here. Apparently. <laughs> Yeah, Chuck, this one, this next one, I don't, I wanted to talk, I meant to talk to you about this off the air. I don't know what's on it, but it's from Tape Deck Legal. Oh, Jesus. Just play it. So, I'll just play it, and if I have to edit it out of the show, I will. All right. Hello, this is Taped Dick Headquarters. This is a message for one, Dale of Buy It in a Speeder, and <laughs> Chuck of Buy It in a Speeder. Concerning missing content delivered for the week of June 21st, 2021. If you kindly consider Section F1 of Article B in Tape Dick Legal Packet 2 of 2, you will find the clause for required deliverables per agreed upon schedule. Due to failure of said deliverable, a query and audit may be opened against a buy-in and a speeder to determine next steps in remediating agreed upon content for week of June 21st, 2021. If you have any questions, you may send a fax massage to taped dick headquarters or buy official postage envelope and stamp before grace period is over. We are investigated to have Bayan and a speeder in the taped dick family and are looking forward to resolution. Oh my god. Taped dick legal. Just every interaction we have with these guys, it is cold. It is just cold corporate. <laughs> I mean, my heart is just dropped through my butt right now. I mean, are we in trouble here? What's going on? What's now? What? What do we? I don't know. We have to. We have to abide, right? We have to reach. But I gotta reach out and 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 try to make contact. I don't want to be in trouble for this for this thing we're doing for fun. I thought. I thought. I correct me if I'm wrong, but we live in the United States of America. Uh, the freest country on earth. I thought, but apparently taped deck doesn't. <sighs> yeah, it's like we we just wanted, we thought everybody else gets to have fun, you know? It does feel like we're being singled out. I got I got to say that. I don't, I don't hear any of the other podcasts having this kind of trouble. Um, that's what I haven't. I mean, that's, that's what I've. Whatever. Is it because of the the kind of movies we watch? Is that it? Is that what it is? Is that really what it comes down to? We're a lower form. Yeah, and yeah, I get it. We we signed that document. We signed that agreement, but this extenuating circumstances came up, and we couldn't do a show. Yeah. I couldn't do the show. It's all me. I didn't. I couldn't be there to do the show. <sighs> Look, we're. But, I mean, we 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 should probably stop talking about this and talk to um you know who so um boy sorry listeners uh i know this is not entertainment but yeah i know man i know ian just had a baby but maybe i don't know maybe i can call him 
great. Now it's, you know, it's 11.46 p.m. And uh, get goodbye sleep. <laughs> Hashtag cursed ape summer. Take that podcast.